Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you ate one cup of cooked beans, be it lentils, black beans, red beans, kidney beans, whatever. You eat one cup of cooked beans, they have 10 grams of soluble fiber. If you eat one cup of oatmeal, it has two grams of soluble fiber. If you eat one cup of vegetables, you get 0.5 grams of soluble fiber. So our beans are the richest source of soluble fiber that we have. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast with me, your host, Poppy Jamie, the founder of award-winning mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. This show is about giving you a pause to nurture and nourish your mind, body and soul. Each week I speak to world experts, authors, scientists and inspirational leaders to share their wisdom and advice so we can all live better from the inside out and reach our full potential. I hope you join me on the journey. Okay, so this week you are in for a treat, let me tell you. My guest is a lady who has totally changed the way I eat since reading her work. She is Karen Hurd, a former biochemist for the military, and in 1989, her 18-month-year-old daughter was poisoned by a high concentration of pesticides sprayed around her home. Her baby suddenly experienced seizures, warts, colds, infections, and allergies, but none of the doctors could understand what was going wrong and gave her the shattering diagnosis that her daughter was dying and that there was nothing she could do to save her. Karen wouldn't accept that answer and took it upon herself to dive into extensive research and contact leading scientists in America who could give her any further insight. 
After reading about soluble fiber, she went home and made a concoction for her daughter filled with vitamins, fiber, and fed it to her by a syringe. Within two weeks, her daughter started to improve, and by week six, her baby girl had fully recovered. After this life-changing event and discovery, Karen was desperate to research further and share the information that has saved her daughter's life. She enrolled in the American Academy of Nutrition to obtain her diploma in comprehensive nutrition. And in May 1994, she formally established a private practice in nutrition counseling, where she has helped thousands of people globally overcome many health problems from autoimmune-related illness to bad skin to mental health to polycystic ovaries and PMS and much, much more. She has since earned her master's degree in biochemistry and is a global speaker, writer and contributor to nutritional and biochemical literatures. I am beyond excited for you all to hear Karen Hurd reveal the secret medicine that is the foundation to her nutrition advice. And I'll give you a clue. It's about the magic of beans. Find out why Karen is officially the bean queen. Let's jump in. What is your favorite quote you return to often? I think my most favorite quote is one by a great statesman here in the United States who lived many years ago. His name was Thomas Jefferson. And he said this, never be afraid of where the truth may lead you. And why do you return to that one often? Because people, they're not hearing truth. And then if they do, they're afraid of destabilizing their, whatever they have believed in, you know, such as in health. You know, I'm going to maybe blow away some of the thoughts and the beliefs that you have had about health, but you need to be open to them because if it's truth, that's what we're really all after is truth. So true. And that is why since finding your work, I am so grateful for the truth searching that you've done over decades. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of lately? Always to be non-inflammatory. With those that are have a different viewpoint from yours, it may not necessarily be that they're wrong or anything, but there's there's so much hate talk in our world today and so much bashing of everybody else. And no, it's just like they're entitled to their opinion and no reason to be inflammatory about it. Let's just discuss the pros and cons of it and go on and we each have our opinion. So be non-inflammatory. And lastly, how do you define happiness? Happiness is when you have a tranquil heart, when you have peace in your very soul. You have a tranquil heart, then you will truly be happy. No matter if your situation around you is dire and you're in you know, horrible financial straits or in a terrible relationship, if your heart is tranquil and at peace, you'll be happy. That's so beautiful. I mean, you're an angel um, in so many words, words to describe you and how you have helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to heal. And you're also known as the queen of beans, which I also just think is just the best label ever. <laughs> um, firstly, like, why are beans so special? Well, beans are a part of our diet that basically we've left out, at least in the Western civilization. And we're talking about 
pinto beans and navy beans and garbanzo beans. They're also called chickpeas. Um, there's lentils and black-eyed peas. These are the, the beans that I'm talking about. So I want to put that in everybody's mind so we don't get confused about what a bean is. It's not a green bean. Like in the U.S., we eat green beans or we call them pole beans. Or That's not going to have the properties that we need in those other beans that I just mentioned. The primary property is that beans have something in them called soluble fiber. There are only two types of fiber that we have. They are insoluble fiber and soluble fiber. And so we have different ways that we detoxify our bodies. And actually the vast majority of the toxins that are created or that we have in the human body are from our own metabolic processes. That means we have chemical reactions that are happening and then there's a side product that's produced because of this chemical reaction. And so your liver is responsible for clearing out all of the fat soluble toxins. Your kidneys, they're responsible for clearing out all your water soluble toxins. And then your lymphatic system, which includes your spleen, all your lymph nodes, they're actually dealing with disease. They're part of your immune system. They're dealing with uh, viruses and bacteria and fungus. So out of these three systems, the most important system we can actually figure out by what would happen if the system failed, how long would you live? Well, you can be missing parts of your lymphatic system and you can live a full and complete life. Your kidneys that filter the water-soluble waste, if your kidneys failed you, you have about two weeks that you can live before you die in your own sewage. So kidneys are pretty important. But what about the liver? The liver that clears the fat-soluble waste, if your liver shut down, you will die in under 24 hours, if not within 12. You are gone. It's just fast, very fast. Because the fat-soluble wastes that are found in our bloodstream, they are the most toxic of all. And so this is where our beans come in. So let me give you the little pathway. So the liver is the champ. It's out there doing its job. And it's filtering all of this fat-soluble waste that could kill you in 24 hours if you don't get rid of it and it pulls it out of the bloodstream. Now then what does it do with it? We put them in a digestive fluid that the liver makes and the name of that digestive fluid is bile. And so the bile travels down little tubes, they're called biliary ducts, and it's deposited into your duodenum. Your duodenum is just below your sternum and just above your belly button. And it's the first part of your small colon. And that's where all this bile is deposited. So now all of this fat-soluble waste that's in the bile, we want to get rid of it. Okay, so now all of this waste in the bile travels down through the small colon. And just before we reach the large colon, there's a valve that separates the small colon from the large colon. It's called the ileocecal valve. And it, it stops. Everything stops. It's a barrier. Just on the side where we're still in the small colon, we have absorption there of fats. Now, here's a question. If bile is made out of fat and it's carrying fat-soluble toxins, do we absorb our own fat, our own bile, our own toxins? Yes, we do. How much? 95% absorption of your bile. 
So the bile, that's the trash truck, 95% of the trash and that bile is going back into your bloodstream. And then it goes through something called the portal vein and arrives at the liver. And the liver says, hey, what are you doing back here? And the bile says, hey, it's not my fault. This then, as you can see, there's a cumulative effect. So if each time you're recycling your bile and you can recycle your bile anywhere from 20 to 72 times per day. Oh my God. Every time you recycle your bile, you are getting 95% back from the time before and the time before and the time before. So over time, there's this accumulation of large amounts of toxic waste in your biofluids. And then sometimes the liver, it's so overwhelmed, it can't even hold all the toxic waste. Some of it is still spilling over. And so what does it do? It stores it inside the liver, and then we create a fatty liver. That's what a fatty liver is about, is storing too much toxic waste, or we will create a lipoma. A lipoma are little, I call them midden heaps. It's an old-fashioned term for a dump site. Little midden heaps of the fat-soluble waste that the liver cannot contain anymore. It's full, and we're not getting rid of enough. So you'll get a lipoma, which is just a fatty lump under your skin. They can be in your lungs. They can be anywhere. They're harmless. They're just little storage places of fat-soluble waste that the liver has, can't get rid of. We're trying to keep it out of the bloodstream because if it's in the bloodstream, it'll kill you in 24 hours. Okay, so now this is what the liver has to do. We have to make more room in the trash truck. Could we just throw away the bile? Could we just help it across that ileocecal valve, you know, right down there at the terminal part of the ileum, right before it's going to cross into the large colon? Can we just get it to move across in a large colon? Absolutely we can. <laughs> we just have to find something that has two characteristics. One, it cannot cross the intestinal barrier. It cannot be absorbed into the bloodstream. It has to be eliminated at 100%. It goes in, you eat it, it goes into your gut, your gastrointestinal tract, and you throw it into the toilet in the form of a bowel movement. Requirement number two, it has to be able to bind with a biomolecule, that biomolecule that's carrying all this toxic waste. There is only one thing that does that, and the name of that thing is soluble fiber. Where is soluble fiber found? In beans. If you ate one cup of cooked beans, be it lentils, black beans, red beans, kidney beans, whatever. You eat one cup of cooked beans, they have 10 grams of soluble fiber. If you eat one cup of oatmeal, it has two grams of soluble fiber. If you eat one cup of vegetables, you get 0.5 grams of soluble fiber. People say, no, 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 that can't be right. Vegetables are always, you know, touted as this wonderful source of fiber. They are a wonderful source of fiber, but of insoluble fiber. Insoluble fiber will not bind with bile. It cannot. It has to be soluble fiber. So our beans are the richest source of soluble fiber that we have. And so then the soluble fiber drags the bile molecule by molecule into the large colon and it is forever bound and it will be excreted in the form of a bowel movement. And so that molecule bile that was carrying all of that fat soluble waste, it's gone and it doesn't go back to the liver. And it says, I can do something else that's really cool. This is the liver talking. I can make new bile. How does it make new bile? 
it pulls the bad cholesterol out of your bloodstream and makes it out of the bad cholesterol. So your cholesterol goes down. Wow. It's powerful. So you can see that's why people started calling me the bean queen because I'm always saying everybody has to eat beans at least three times a day. My people who are really, really sick, I mean, they're having horrible allergic reactions, rashes, uh, you know, allergic bee sting reactions. They are having absolutely horrible pain all month long with PMS or endometriosis or something like that. Then I will have them eat beans every 20 minutes because if you eat two tablespoons of beans every 20 minutes, you're clearing 100% of your bile. And so why would that be so important like in PMS or endometriosis? It's because hormones are made out of fats estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, the follicle-stimulating hormone, the luteinizing hormones, all of our hormones, they're all made out of fat. And so the liver is constantly clearing these hormones out and putting them in the bile because if you have too much estrogen in your bloodstream, you are at high risk for having an estrogen-fed cancer. That's a bottom line. I mean, not saying that everybody who doesn't eat beans is going to get an estrogen fed cancer, but I'm saying you're at a higher risk because Mm -hmm. you continue to recycle your estrogen over and over. So that's why we have to look at this most important organ, the liver, that we can die. If it shuts down, we can die in 24 hours or less. And we have got to help it by getting rid of all the waste and not allowing it to recycle. And beans are the way to do that. It is so crazy to me how this is not just common knowledge in the sense that we are not all taught this at the age of 12 because what I found phenomenal about your work and also in your book is you really focus on the education piece of nutrition and so many nutritionists give out this advice but they never really tell you the why and just suddenly your brain clicks and you go I actually want to incorporate that behavior exactly if you know why then you're willing to do something about it. If I just said, if I just came on this show and just said, just eat your beans three times a day, it'll be helpful. Everybody's going to say, well, then I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. You know, you have to know the why. It's the truth. It's that, that Thomas Jefferson quote that I told you at the beginning of this interview. Don't be afraid of where the truth will, make, will lead you. And if that means you need to eat beans three times a day, it's okay. You can cook them in so many wonderful ways. They're good for you. So one thing I know, I mean, everybody asks you this, but I also kind of just want to ask, but everyone immediately thinks beans gassy. And I would love the explanation around why that's not something to worry about and how long is it before usually the gas isn't such a big problem? Well, first of all, we have to look at the beans cause gas premise and examine that very empirically. What happens if a person doesn't eat beans? Can they have gas? Absolutely. Because we have people out there all the time that never ever eaten a bean in their life and they have gas. Yeah. So if beans cause gas, is there something else we need to know about this? Because when you don't eat beans, you can have gas too. There are a couple different processes to digest foods. One is that we use digestive enzymes And those are enzymes that we make in our stomach and in our pancreas and the the lining of our duodenum. And they help break down food so that we can absorb them better. But there's another process that occurs, and that's the fermentation process. The fermentation process means that the foods are going to be broken down. And it's the same way that you would make grapes into wine. 
or, you know, take cabbage and you let it ferment into uh, sauerkraut or kimchi or something like that. It's a fermentation process that's breaking down the foods. This happens in our gut too. When we have more hormones in our bile fluids, and remember we're clearing all fat-soluble hormones, which is a vast majority of all hormones that we make. We're clearing those through the liver. They're being put into the digestive fluid bile, and they're arriving in your duodenum, ready to go out there and, and trigger reactions. Hormones are catalysts. They trigger chemical reactions. One of the reactions that they trigger is the fermentation process. So you will begin to ferment your foods. The more hormones you have in your bile fluids, they are tiny molecules that are running around and triggering a fermentation process. What is the most easily fermented food? Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are the most easily digested compared to proteins and fats. And so they will be the first and foremost thing that is fermented. What are beans? They're carbohydrates. And so when you add this additional carbohydrate into your diet, now they're a complex carbohydrate. You need to understand beans are good for you. It's not like eating, you know, white bread or something like that. It's, it's a very complex carbohydrate, but they're still a carbohydrate. And so if your bile has a lot of hormones in it, then you will have more gas. And so you have this fermentation action, and there's a lot of girls in the room dancing. And you got over here this, this boy, you know, that the bile, the boy is a bile, I always think of it that way. And he's looking for the prettiest girl in the room to dance with. And he is so attracted. They see each, cross, see each other across a crowded room. And he says, that's the girl for me. I'm going to run over there and I'm going to ask her to dance. And then I'm going to ask her to marry me. <laughs> and so the biomolecule does that. There's this, it's, a, it's an attraction between ions, a chemical, it's a positive and negative charges. But that's, this is actually happening. And so then the bean is targeted by the bile. And when you combine those two, you have the hormone within the bile fluid combining with the soluble fiber, and it's going to trigger fermentation. And look here, we have this wonderful field that we can ferment right here. The bean, the bean dance partner, she's a carbohydrate, let's ferment her. And whenever you have fermentation happen, you always have gas. You know that. If you, if you live by a vineyard and they're a winery also, you can smell a vineyard winery from five miles away if you're just driving down the countryside. You can have your windows rolled down and you will smell the fermentation of the wine. And then it smells good to you in that way. But I mean, in the human gastrointestinal tract, that fermentation creates something called CH4. It's, a, it's the chemical designation for methane gas. Methane gas is purity, purely smelling, you know. And so... Is it the bean's fault? No, she was targeted. She was the prettiest girl in the room and that biomolecule is going to grab her. And so those hormones are going to create that fermentation process. So how do you, how do you get rid of gas? If, if, you know, the beans aren't the culprit, the hormones are the culprit within the bile. You have to throw the hormones away. Well, how do you throw the hormones away? You have to eat soluble fiber. You have to eat beans. And so over the process of time, as you continue to eat beans on a regular basis, you will have thrown away so much of the hormone that the bile is not carrying such a concentrated amount of hormone because most of it's been discarded. It's just what's recently been put into your bile from what you made today. Then there's not as much hormone to create the gas. This is, let me just give you an illustration. Women, when you are coming up on ovulation, start to pay attention. In those few days before, just a few days before, even a few hours, you're going to notice you have more gas 
Why? Because you have more hormones that are triggering the fermentation process, even if you're not even eating beans. Okay, so let's, if men are listening to this, let me give you an example. Let's say that you, you're, it's been a long day. You're at work, it's been a long, and this can apply to women too. And you've been working and it's the late afternoon and it's the early evening and you got to get this, 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 this finished before you finally fall into bed, whether it's your job or you went home and now you got to get the kids to bed and you got to, there's still all the household chores and you know, you got your list of everything to do and you're pushing to finish the day. When you push to finish the day, you have to make more of a hormone called epinephrine and norepinephrine. There are actually two hormones. We generally call them adrenaline. You make more adrenaline so you can finish the day. If you make more adrenaline, then you'll be clearing more adrenaline. It's placed in your bile. Start to pay attention. Your gas is going to be normally worse in the evenings, late afternoons and evenings, because you have more hormones being produced. Or if you're really in a, a situation where you're nervous and you, whatever you're nervous about, you know, that you have to give a public, you know, you're, you're the public speaker at whatever event and you're nervous, you'll notice, oh, I have so much more gas or you're going into a meeting where you have to make a presentation. You have more gas. Yeah, because you have more hormones. And so what's the answer to that? Eat beans because then it binds with all those and carries them into the large colon. And once you're in the large colon, we're home free. This is absolutely mind-blowing. So if, for example, um, women are taking um, the pill, for example, and they have an increase in hormones, is it kind of essential then that they, they're they even more focused on eating their beans because their hormone levels have completely changed? Absolutely. You should be even more focused on eating the beans. That's a very good insight for you to have, Poppy. Absolutely. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I would love to talk about autoimmune in relation to this. A lot of your work approaches people who have or think they have autoimmune diseases yes. and actually your approach can help them recover from anything they've been told that they have. How is that so and what are the problems you most commonly find in the many thousands of people that reach out and, and also what are your most popular courses because that would actually give a great insight into on a macro level what are the greatest problems people are, are facing. Well, as in relation to autoimmune, the, the course that's most popular and we need to take is the one on autoimmune and inflammatory disorders, which includes everything from Sjogren's to arthritis to fibromyalgia. I mean, there's lots of different auto, I'm putting this in quotations. I know your, your listeners can't see the little quotation marks I'm making, but I'm putting this in quotations, autoimmune responses. So that one is the best course to take for that. As far as being the most popular course among everything, it's living well. So you just have a good solid, you know, foundation. And then it's my PMS course because so many women suffer mm -hmm. needlessly from PMS. And I get emails Every day, I can't believe it. I went through my period. This is the first time in my life I've had no pain. I, you know, she's like, yes, because we threw away the hormones that are creating all this pain, you know, and causing the inflammation. So I'll get back directly to your autoimmune question. There is a hypothesis in our world today and in the scientific community, and it is a hypothesis that several conditions are caused by your own immune system attacking your own good cells, that the immune system has been tricked into thinking that these cells of yours are bad, so they are going, your immune system is going to target those cells and attack them. It is not a proven theory. A hypothesis is an educated guess, 
and then we have to go through and prove it and then if you prove it and then this scientist over here proves it and this scientist over here proves it and we're all saying the same thing then we can say it's a theory so this is not even a theory the autoimmune it's still in the hypothetical stage so an autoimmune I see autoimmune is basically not happening my question is is why are our bodies so smart our bodies are so incredibly smart that it got really stupid on this one and it's now attacking its own cells when we have an innate immune system that can identify what cell belongs to Karen Hurd what cell belongs to Poppy and what cell does not belong to you and so if this cell does not belong to Karen Hurd or to Poppy you know each immune system our immune system then then we attack it but every cell in your body has an ID that says I'm Karen's I'm, I'm, I'm Karen's cell. I'm okay. I'm a friendly. I'm a friendly. I'm not an enemy, okay? Don't attack me. I'm a good person here, okay? And then the immune system leaves it alone. And the immune system has very specific cells. I mean, like, if you say, well, what about cancer? Because cancer is your own cell that's turned bad. We have several systems within our body that can identify a cell gone bad, you know, that's gone the wrong way. But what's this whole autoimmune? Because cancer is not autoimmune. Cancer is a mutation of your DNA where the cell has gone bad. It's rogue. It went to the dark side, you know, and we just have to wipe it off the map and just take care of that, take that cell out. So we have mechanisms to do that. But in autoimmune, we are assuming that, you know, whatever the disorder, whether we call it arthritis, whether we call it thyroiditis, you know, whenever you hear an itis on the end of word, that means inflammation. And we're saying, you see, your immune system is attacking those muscle cells or those joint cells or wherever it is, your thyroid cells, and making them all inflamed and swollen, and that's created your problem. That is a hypothesis. I disagree with that hypothesis. And the reason is this. Our immune system is set up to find things and correct a situation. So let's say with arthritis, let's go there, and you are you're eating incorrectly, like you, let's say you eat a lot of sugar. Most people don't realize when you eat sugar that it's inflammatory. That causes inflammation of your joints and of your muscles. How does it do that? Whenever you eat sugar, the sugar is converted into a triacylglycerol, actually the very same thing that bile is made out of. But you have so many triacylglycerols in your bloodstream, you, have to, you can't keep them in your bloodstream. If you keep them in your bloodstream, then you're going to be diabetic. So your body's always trying to get them, get them out of here, get them out of here. We can't go into the diabetes realm. So your body will store them in what's called adipose tissue. When you put something in adipose tissue, when you put a triglyceride into it, which is what sugar is turned into, into an adipose tissue, you have an immediate release of something called adipokines. What are adipokines? Very inflammatory chemicals that will cause immediate inflammation of wherever that sugar was stored. And we're storing sugar all over the body, whether it's in your shoulder muscles or in your joints or wherever it is. And so you release this inflammatory agent. Okay, so now, because let's say the person is constantly eating sugar, you know, that, and many people, too many people, eat sugar every day. And so you just want it and you keep eating it. And then you get all of this inflammatory damage from the advocines. And so what do we do? What does the immune system do when there's something that is damaged? sit back and say, whoops, we got, we got a problem here. We got some damage that's occurring over in the shoulder or whatever. Um, I guess we just will sit back and do nothing. No, it's the immune system's job to go there and heal it. The immune system is your healer, not your enemy. It's your healer. Let's just, let me give you an illustration like, this is easy, almost easier. 
let's say you drop a brick on your foot. You drop the brick on your foot, and now your foot is all swollen, and it's bruised, and it's damaged. So the immune system goes, and then it immediately creates a bubble of fluid because then it immobilizes your foot. We don't want you to walk on your foot because it's very hard to mend your foot if you're still walking on it. We need you to get off of it so we can take the time that it needs to be able to heal all the damage you did to your foot. So we're going to put some fluid down there. And that fluid then presses against nerve endings. And the nerve endings send a little message to your brain. Ouch, this hurts. So you can say, well, I'm not dropping the brick on my foot anymore, but it still hurts. Yes, because we're trying to heal it. We need you to stay off of it. And pain is a very good way to tell a person to stay off your foot. So did the immune system cause the damage to the foot? No, the brick did. But the immune system is what's coming online to try to fix it. And so it's sort of like, this is another wild illustration. Let's say, you know, some, some horrible person breaks into your home and, you know, and, you know, robs the home and, you know, shoots someone or something like that. And then they jump out of the window, but they like, left a smoking gun on the floor. And in comes, you know, the, the law enforcement to try to save them. And the first officer picks up the gun and it's still smoking. Everybody runs in and says, it was you. You're holding a smoking gun. You are the one that did this. No, you're just trying to clean up the damage. You know, you're there to help. Right. So like, go, let's go to the cause rather than kind of like blame the person that's trying to help. Exactly. And so I think the whole autoimmune hypothetical proposition is off. And you'll say, well, but we can measure the immune system response. We have these, they're called antibodies. We can see that the antibodies are, you know, the, the anti-inflammatory antibodies are elevated and our sed rate is elevated. And, you know, this, the C-reactive protein, these are all indications that your immune system is doing what? It's out there working. It's not saying that the immune system caused the damage. You're just seeing all of the immune system out there doing its job working. And so if we can address the cautious, what you said, Poppy, stop dropping bricks on your foot. And what are the main bricks people are dropping on their feet? Sugar, right at the top of the list. Caffeine. And I know these are not words that people want to hear, but <laughs> uh, caffeine is in coffee, it's in teas, it's in even our herbal teas like green tea or kombucha tea that we say are so good for us. They also have caffeine. And this is, everybody, if you're not sitting down, you need to sit down for this one, okay? Because <laughs> I'm going to blow you out of the room. Fruit. Mm. Fruit. Your apples, your bananas, your peaches, your plums, your blueberries, your raspberries. Because people say, well, wait, blueberries and raspberries are low glycemic. Right. Right. And so it doesn't matter if the sugar is coming from fructose. There's different forms of sugar, sucrose and galalactose and lactose and, and fructose. Those are a few. There's six different forms. But anyway, so this fructose, it still creates the triglycerides in the bloodstream. And those triglycerides still are going to trigger the release of the adipokines. It doesn't matter that fruit has, but what about all the nutrients and all the vitamins in fruit? You know, they have vitamin C and they have, you know, people go through all the wonderful nutrients. They do have nutrients. But did you know your vegetables have the same nutrients? And vegetables aren't sweet. Compare broccoli to an orange. Broccoli has vitamin C also but it certainly doesn't taste sweet. And so 
we eat our vegetables instead and we get our nutrients from the vegetables and we don't eat our fruits. So the fruit is a brick on the foot. Join me for part two of Karen and I's chat next week to find out more about the power of beans and how soluble fiber can change our physical and mental health. See you then. Thank you for listening. It would be a huge support if you wouldn't mind rating, subscribing and sharing this podcast. I also would love to hear from you. So please find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram, DM me and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discuss. Download Happy Not Perfect, my app that's designed to boost your mood and help you sleep and give you mindfulness in less than five minutes. It's packed full of science-backed tools and rituals to give your mind the care it needs. Sending lots of love and energy. See you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.